current headlines around worldwide wrestling of the world. Hey everybody, I'm Scabbard, and I'm going to slip in these headlines here for you from this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite. Joey Pepperoni ousts something Jones, and then there's a bum ref miss DQ call in the sure enough jean jacket match. We've got a hide-and-seek triple threat match, and we've got a title match for the top title. And now the only doctor who doesn't wash his hands, let's go to Dr. Worm. Good morning, how are you? I'm Dr. Worm. Before we get any further, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LegitWWW. And with that, let's get into the highlights from this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite. Monday Night Ignite started out on a fun note with the debut of Joey Pepperoni. And we here at the podcast loved it. The crowd wasn't sure what to expect from the first event on the card and were hesitant to embrace the newcomer. Strutting down the ramp with a full Italian charcuterie board, Joey Pepperoni took almost a full minute of showboating inside the ring before the match, air humping every turnbuckle in the process. He even took the time to arrange his cured meats in just the right position in his corner of the ring. Squaring off against the veteran Something Jones, Pepperoni's athleticism and humor really stood out. He was getting huge reactions from the crowd, making him almost immediately over as they were behind every big move he landed. The biggest pop from the crowd was at the match finish, when Pepperoni climbed the turnbuckle and delivered a skull-shaking missile dropkick knocking Jones clear off his feet. With Jones laid out, Joey Pepperoni danced provocatively in the middle of the ring, ran over to his corner, and grabbed a pepperoni stick from his charcuterie board. The crowd went wild for Joey as he smacked something Jones with his pepperoni. He then caught him with a snapdragon suplex and bridged into a pinning position for the one, two, three. The second match of the night was anything but ordinary and not in a good way. Jean Jacket, fresh off his recent defeat at the hands of Grandma Mazeballs, faced off with Sure Enough. Normally, wrestling with his partner, he really took a beating from Jean Jacket. We were surprised not to see his partner in other half of Rancho Rando's Debo Sunspot accompany him to the ring in a show of support, which makes us wonder if there's anything more going on in that partnership than they're letting on. Jean Jacket started off this match a little sluggish, but warmed up pretty quickly and was soon dominating Sure Enough. Without his partner, it just seems like sure enough can't cut it. The win looked all but certain for Jean Jacket until seemingly out of nowhere, Grandma Mazeballs leapt the crowd barrier and entered the ring. While the rookie ref was ensuring sure enough was stable, Grandma Mazeballs dished out his salty slam to Jean Jacket for the second week in a row. He then slipped out of the ring, but not before flipping off the now unconscious Jean Jacket. The bum ref somehow missed the whole thing, despite the yells from the crowd, and sure enough, got an easy three-count pin. It's matches like this where we really miss Pearl Hager, who really set the standard for in-ring refs. We were lucky enough on this week's program to see the debut of a brand new championship. 
the hide and seek belt. WWW chairperson Angelo Nardelli made his way down to the ring with a never before seen strap and announced that this new title would be won tonight. Thank you, thank you, wonderful. It is me, Assistant Chairperson Angelo Nardelli. Thank you so much. Folks, tonight's match is a triple threat match, and it's for a new belt, the Hide and Seek belt. And, you know, it's for some of our wrestlers who have gone under the radar, if you will, and I believe are deserving of a title shot. Fair warning, though, this belt is always in play, so whoever wins the belt tonight better hide. And with that, the match was underway. The three contenders were wrestlers that people were familiar with. Grady, the Johnson Johnson, Acapella, and Behave. The Johnson has been a world wrestling of the world staple for quite some time, although always as a mid-carder, and this was a chance for him to win some hardware. Acapella is a relatively newer addition to the WWW. The crowd seems to respond really well to him. Maybe it's the fact that he's always singing to himself, but he just seems relatable. And then there's Behave. This big boy certainly knows how to dish out punishment, to the point of just seeming wild. The match itself was fun to watch, and we saw a good fight from all three competitors. The ruthless, aggressive antics of Behave balanced really nicely with the technical style of the Johnson, and Acapella added his own acrobatic flair to the mix. This was anyone's match, as near falls were plenty throughout. In the end though, Acapella pulled off the W after a shooting star press to behave. As a naturally unaccompanied wrestler, Acapella is a great fit for the hide-and-seek belt. The reigning top title holder, Max Tang, returned to Monday Night Ignite to face Kemp Kemp, the six-foot, eight-inch donut-loving big man. Kemp Kemp was accompanied to the ring by Fat Teague, his longtime manager, who, as usual, was slow-moving and not of any assistance to Kemp Kemp. Max Tang reversed the sonic implosion for the easy win. Tang's title run now spans over 1,800 days. Well, folks, in this business, veterans eventually have to retire to make way for the new men and women of the ring to keep the story and the business going. We here at the podcast wanted to pull back the curtain just a little bit to let you in on one rookie's journey from the beginning. Here's the latest installment in our continuing series with WWW's latest signee, Mike Moore. Okay, I'm here backstage again with uh, Moore. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh, Mike. Yep, that's him, Mike Moore. Mike, you working on a catchphrase here, pal? Or what's 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 happening? It's been three weeks. You have still yet to have your first match, but but talk to me. It sounds like you're working on your character. It sounds like you've got some catchphrases. What was that one you just did? It now. Yeah, yeah. You, now you can do it. Yep. Got more because you know, got milk is huge. You know, I figured. You know, like I mean, I anyway. Hi, hey. Damn it. It's all good, Mike. It's all good. Listen, let's just do a quick catch up here. It's been three weeks and yeah. um, have you gotten into the ring yet? I mean, I haven't seen you on Ignite. What about any like house shows or, or or stuff that isn't on TV? Have you been able to have your first match yet or no? I No, it's really great to be here. I, I like talking to you. I've mostly been working on like my mic skills. I'm hanging out the matches, which is really great exposure and experience. Does, is you get it? 
like got got more. Like my last name is more and got milk is like I actually I never really understood that because it would be like a cookie or a peanut butter sandwich or something but this is like well, uh, what if I we can, what if we let me, let me help you out here I've had a, a, a career in wrestling before so what if we did a little back and forth here and you can try your new catchphrase out. okay great great so this is like the interview cool okay, let's say you're actually in the ring this time and you're cutting a promo I'm your opponent who it's at the top of the ramp and I come out and I'm like Mike Moore oh. I'm going to take you down, buddy. And then so, and then what's your... Got more. No, no, it's one more time. All right, here we go. Ready? So you're in the ring and I come to the top of the ramp and I go, you know, Mike Moore, it's been a long time coming, buddy. And I'm going to come down there and really whip your ass. I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's really strong words. So, I mean, but, but I get it. I get it. It's just so new. I'm so close. I, I feel that phone is going to ring. How about um, this is a match that your children won't even talk about? Oh, wait. They, because it was over so soon. Because it was over so soon. All right, so let's, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let me one more okay, time, and okay. then we got we to send it back Pop to Dr. Head. Worm. Just going to clear everything out. Just going to just go with how I feel. Okay, so I'm at the top of the ramp. I'm your opponent. My music hits. Boom, pyro goes off the whole yeah. thing. I come out and I'm yeah. like, Mike Moore, you son of a bitch. I'm really going to kick your ass, you piece of shit. I'm coming after you and I'm taking whatever you've got. I slept with your dad. I think you're working on it. It's, it sounds like you're getting better. It sounds like... That, that maybe replace that with, um, I don't think so. Well, let's try, let's try one more, and then we got to send it back to Dr. Worm. So uh, let's try the whatever is off the top of your head. Ready? Here okay, we go. Okay, clearing out the cobwebs. Here we go. Speed of light. Music hits. Pyro goes off. Here I come. Mike Moore, you really screwed me last week, and I'm going to come down there and just whip your ass. You better bring a big whip. That wasn't bad. That was probably your best one. Yeah, but I like the, the humiliation. I don't know if... Intercourse with his parents was on the money. Uh, wait for the smoke. Shit. I'm sorry. All right. Well, oh. there we there we have it. Mike Moore, week three into his worldwide. <laughs> oh, not yet, Mike. Mike Moore into week three of his worldwide wrestling of the world uh, call up, and uh, we're really rooting for you, buddy, to get into that ring. We'll check in with you next week. The more we shake, the more. So that was something else too, like a poem. You know, the ring is square. The rope is long. The high-flying elbow will be singing a song. The leg drops a kicking. The twister. All right, twisting. Mike, we got to leave it there, pal. We got to send it back to Dr. Worm. It sounds good, Matt, buddy. But I'm close. Well, thanks again for another very eloquent Mike Moore interview. Let's move on. I mean, he's trying, man. You know, he's he's it's neat. Let's move on. I'm in the Mike Moore camp. I'm I'm rooting for Mike Moore. Uh, I still need to see him in action, and I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. <sighs> Max Tang's top title run has now got to be compared with some of the all-time WWW great runs. While he still isn't anywhere near Leb Prime's three-decade-spanning 8,298-day top title reign from 1945 to 1967, Tang's run has been dominant. His most impressive year was 2018, 
averaging an unbelievable match time of 23 seconds. 23 seconds? That's exactly what I said. His title run as of late has been very controversial. Most famously, no showing a championship match, citing champ executive privileges. The WWW fans seem to have soured on Tang as their champ. Dr. Worm, before we go on to the next news story, what exactly are champ executive privileges? Can you elaborate on that? I cannot because I am not a champ, nor am I an executive. I am a worm. Oh, okay. On to the next news story. We've learned that in the next week's episode of Monday Night Ignite, we'll see rising star Rado take on Victor Young. This looks to be a promising match, as both wrestlers have something to prove. Rado is climbing the ranks of WWW, and Victor Young needs to regain some momentum after his recent losses to Lanch and Time Tanker. The quest for a new stadium continues, with more rumors, and this time a few facts. It appears the WWW is in fact looking to build their own stadium. Insider Paul Pansia says the company has purchased land in rural New Mexico. Pansia believes this is a direct response to the company being unable to secure a mega stadium for a massive event later this year. Why else would Worldwide Wrestling of the World buy land in the middle of New Mexico? Pansia's sources say the company got quite a deal on the land and are looking to hire a construction company soon. Today's episode is sponsored by the upcoming feature film, Oxygen Baker 10,000, the story of Damu, the Silver City superhero. Back here, ferocious villain! Coming to a theater near you this fall. And there we have it, Dr. Worm. Wraps are all up. That's the, the news and the headlines and the highlights for this week's episode of Monday Night Ignite. And I gotta, I gotta start off with this amazing debut from Joey Pepperoni. Yeah, I have to agree. That was... Definitely the most unexpected match, but it was probably the most fun match, too. Everyone loved it. It was just a fantastic match. When he first debuted, when like when he first came out from the back, I have to be honest, I was like, this guy, really? This, you know, Joey Pepperoni, and, he, and he's, he's humping everything. But I don't know, man, he, he grew on me as I was watching his match. It was something that I was just like, man, I could really get behind this guy. That seems to be the pepperoni way. He uh, he definitely grows on you, and he's just a lot to handle. I mean, yeah, Joey Pepperoni does seem a, like a lot to handle, and uh, something Jones experienced that firsthand. Uh, I mean, nothing to take away from something Jones. I mean, he's you know he's he's a he's a top tier wrestler, but but Pepperoni really showed him up in this match. Yeah, that was a great showing. It was a perfect debut. This is how debuts are supposed to be. Do you think that this is a sustainable character, or do you think this is kind of a one-trick pony? Not to say that his character is a joke, because he does it very well and he takes it very seriously. What's the longevity, is my point. What's the longevity that's, of this character? That's a good question, Scabbard, but you, you gotta know your audience, and I think the WWW, if anything, they know their audience, and I think this character is gonna be here to stay. All right, fair enough. Well, let's move on then. Uh, we saw Max Tang returned to Monday Night Ignite. He is the champ. It's been a while since he's been on our TV screens, and he faced off against Kemp Kemp and made quick work of him. I mean, Max Tang, uh, as you noted in the in the news segment, has been dominant. He's been impressive, but he's also kind of just been absent as well, and I think the, the, the championship has kind of gotten to his head. Yeah, he's been absent, but he's also just kind of a dick. And uh, I think his time is, is drawing to a close. We'll see. 
Uh, WWW management seems to love him. He's obviously been the champ for a long time. And going against someone like Kemp Kemp, yeah, it's a good match, but Kemp Kemp isn't top title caliber material. What do, what are your feelings on Max Tang as the face of the company? Because if you're the champ, you're the face of the company, yet he's not around and we don't get a chance to see him. And when he comes back, as you said, he acts like a dick. How are we supposed to get behind him, be supportive of him? There's only so much respect that comes out of being champ for that long of a time. So you, it's almost like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, it almost feels like laziness on the part of the WWW management. They're not booking him the matches. When they do book him the matches, he doesn't show up. Is that the management's fault? Is it his fault? Is it both? I think there's a lot of people that can be held responsible for this. And I think the fans deserve better. I agree. I agree. It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward in, in, in the next few episodes of of Monday Night Ignite. Scabbard, I want to know what you think of this new belt, the Hide and Seek Championship. Is this where you think the WWW should be heading? I mean, let's go over the title belts that we have in the WWW. You've got the top title, which is... Next thing. You've got the worldwide title. Yes, recently won by Time Tanker. Right. And you've got the tag belts. That's the Time Killers. Right. So those are our belts that, that are in the WWW. And introducing this new one, the Hide and Seek belt, It'll be interesting to see if WWW are going to really put any weight behind this. I mean, it feels a little gimmicky. I mean, the top title's been around for, what, 100, 110 years, something like that? More than that. I'm not sure, but it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, as long as the WWW has been around. So it just has this, this aura around it. It has a... Gravitas. Yeah, gravitas to it, you know, and, and the hide and seek belt's got kind of a cutesy name. I like that they're putting a belt out for the 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 mid carters and the people who aren't getting a lot of TV time. I think that's great. I fully support that, but it's like a backhanded compliment a little bit. I have to agree with you. I think it's a fun belt, and I think the matches would be interesting, but I could definitely see this kind of getting lost in the wayside. It doesn't have that same meaning as the top title has or even the worldwide title this was announced out of nowhere there was no build-up to it and i'm worried that people aren't going to be taking it as seriously as they should and just for the record angelo nardelli he is not the top guy in www he's an assistant chairperson he is not the chairperson yeah Vice chair. Right. So we don't know if this was his own kind of making. We don't know where this hide and seek belt came from. He just kind of announced it on this week's episode. There was no lead up to it. There was no nothing, no indication that there was going to be a new belt. So here comes assistant vice chair Angelo Nardelli, and he makes this big announcement, and then we have a match. So why are we supposed to care about this? It's hard. He is kind of an idiot, and he's definitely been behind some of the bigger blunders that the WWW has put out. So we'll see if this is another one of those. Yeah, we will. We will see. I just want to touch on, again, this is the third week in a row we've had a new story about the www and them pursuing a stadium and now paul pancia is saying that www has purchased land in rural new mexico what are your thoughts on this we definitely learned that the rungrado first of may stadium fell through um i think that just had a lot of political red tape The only thing we really know at this point is that the WWW has purchased land. We don't know with 100% certainty that it is for a stadium. I just don't know what else it would be for. 
they're looking for a stadium. They buy a bunch of land. That's what it seems like. The sources are saying that, but we haven't heard directly from the WWW about that yet. It, so, almost, it almost feels like they would make less money if they had their own stadium because then now they're not traveling all over the the country. They're not making money uh, at different stadiums around the around the U.S. So, you know, why consolidate all your shows to one area of the country where people now have to travel to instead of you going to them? It's not great. I think there's a couple of benefits I could see. If it's only used for real big events, if it's not used for every single show, maybe depending on how cheap you buy the land, how cheap you can get the construction up, it might be beneficial. It's going to be a crapshoot. You know how the WWW operates. Buying land in the middle of New Mexico, yeah, it's cheap, but it's going to be a pain in the ass to get there. No one's going to go. Middle of nowhere. They'll probably do a shoddy job on construction. I don't see good things happening with us. All right, then. Well, with that, that's this week's episode of Worldwide Wrestling of the World. Dr. Worm, you want to send us home? I do not. Oh, well, is that the catchphrase? That's the catchphrase. Worldwide.